Welcome to an enlightened hour of interactive talk. This is Guided Spirit Conversations with host Marla Goldberg. In this program, we spotlight guests from all over the globe who have helped others change their lives and will provide you with the tips, tools, and techniques that you need to help you make a difference in your own life. Now, here is Marla Goldberg. Hello, everyone. How are you doing this beautiful Thursday? I have to tell you, I'm so happy to be back. Yes, I've been gone for two weeks, and I have been upping my education, and I'm now a master metaphysician, so I wanted to share that with you because I'm so excited. Um, it's an accomplishment, and believe me, it, it had its moments, but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about Guided Spirit Conversations and today's guest, Emir Stassen. Emir is a trainer, coach, writer, storyteller, poet, nature lover. In Irish mythology, Emer is said to possess the six gifts of womanhood, which, of course, I have to ask about. Emer sets out to expand and rewrite these ancient stories to integrate her story back into history. So, history into history. Uh, stepping out of her corporate career in 2017 into entrepreneurship, she invites clients to let her soul lead the way home to wholeness. Emer lives in central Scotland with her husband, three children, and a puppy. Welcome, Emer. How are you doing today? I'm really good. It's lovely to be here. And congratulations on your recent qualification. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. So you're in Scotland. What time is it there? It is five past five. Oh. So yeah, only five hours ahead of you. Are you Eastern? I am Eastern, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it is raining. It's been really sunny the last while, but it's raining now, sadly. Mother Nature saying, I'm thirsty. Yes. Let <laughs> me drink you in. <laughs> Why not? So, okay, we've, I've got so much. You were in a corporate career in 2017. What were you doing in that career and how did you step down this path from there? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, that was a question I asked myself really towards the end. <laughs> what am I doing here? Why am I still here? What's <laughs> keeping me here? And what else is out there? So yeah, I'd been in, I'd studied business and economics at university. So just went into business and financial services. And I had quite a few jobs in different organizations in Ireland, in the UK, sometime in Australia as well, which was nice. great fun. And um, yeah, I enjoyed all my jobs and learned loads, got great training, met loads of lovely people. And then it got to the stage where I really began to notice that this was no longer nourishing me. So I had moved from the business side into the training and development side. And that's really, that was maybe 14 years ago, maybe more. That was where I knew I found, was beginning to find myself and my calling, you know, of speaking, of learning, of teaching, of training. Um, and yeah, it really got to the stage where I knew I had to step out. And then it took quite a few months to really begin to take the steps. Um, I had started studying NLP, Neuro Linguistic mm -hmm. Programming, back in 2015. 
And there were so many different um, messages and synchronicities, but that was one of the main drivers for helping me realize and helping build my confidence to know that I could step out and explore what else was here. So, yeah, I describe it like I was like a dolphin swimming in an ocean where the water had dried up and my dolphin self was no longer being nourished in the corporate environment. And as much as the people, and I always want to stress that, that the people I worked with, you know, have been wonderful. The structure and the environment was no longer serving me. I understand that. Oh, my God. I so understand that. (laughs) And what was the catalyst that that made you step out of the corporate shoes into your entrepreneurship, into your coaching, into your training? Yeah, I knew um, there were many different signs and messages where I knew I had to begin living my own dream and not someone else's dream of the you know, the corporate world, the corporate brand. And I knew I wanted to try things out my way and do things my way. You know, I'm, I'm actually, I share a birthday with Frank Sinatra, the late singer Frank Sinatra. Not so you're a Sagittarian? <laughs> I am Sagittarian, absolutely. <laughs> um, and, you know, I did it my way. That was part of my mantra. I really want to explore what my way is. So I really... In in work, um, in my role as a trainer, we had had um, a most amazing conference in in the job. And it was like the pinnacle. I thought, there is no more beyond this that I want to explore <laughs> in my job. And I knew then in my heart of hearts, I have to begin to release this environment and take the steps. And one of the first steps was like speaking to my family, my husband, my mom, you know, and um, just kind of gradually then approach my boss, who was a great friend, and tiny steps I started to take in telling people, and then deciding on a date, which I kept putting back and back, going, no, I can't leave this safe environment, (laughs) and then eventually setting a date uh, at the end of April 2017 and going, this is it, I need to go now. I must leave and say goodbye. And now you are, you. I just talked about it, the six gifts of womanhood in Irish mythology. So what are these six gifts of womanhood and how did you attain them or possess them? I love your question. And actually, I was asked this question in an interview recently and I had a total mind blank. <laughs> So happens all I actually, the time. <laughs> it happens all the time. And uh, so I actually have them here on screen. <laughs> Just in case you ask the question. So, yeah, in Irish mythology, Emer was the wife of this warrior, a warrior god called Cúchulainn. Some of our listeners might have heard of him. And it means Cú is the hound, the hound of Cullen. And Emer was his wife. And I always felt like he... Emer got less of the airtime than her husband, Ku Cullen, because she had these six gifts. And they are the gift of beauty, of course, yes. the gift of a voice, voice speaking, singing, uh, the gift of speech as well, needlework, wisdom, 
and chastity. Chastity. Oh darn! <laughs> I had five out of six. <laughs> <laughs> and one of my friends, I um said, well, in the age of Aquarius, we can actually change chastity to fire and feminine grace. And yeah, I'll take that. I like that. <laughs> I like that too, because I'm also a Sagittarian. Ah, so. are you? <laughs> yes. Oh, so bring on the fire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. We need it. We do need it. So how does, if somebody doesn't have their six gifts or don't believe, because I believe we all have the gifts, we just have to unearth them, so to speak, to bring them to light, to believe them. It's a part of self-acceptance. How do people, if they don't have it, how do you help guide them to achieving knowing their six gifts and, and attaining it? Yeah, yeah, and beyond. Because for me, it's like, well, it's not just six. There's many, many more. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, yeah. So I'm also, I'm a trainer and I'm also a soul-based coach, a certified soul-based coach. So I help people um, begin to listen to the language of their soul. And, you know, as you'll, you'll know, the language of our soul is through metaphors, through symbol, through images uh, through that knowing through through the clairs so I guide people through this framework for change to begin to connect inwards with their innate wisdom through the outward expression of their metaphoric language so yeah so would you consider it a soul journey that you guide your clients on to find yes. their gifts their latent gifts or those that are out in front yes it really is a soul journey and what I'm noticing the more I reconnect with my soul voice the people that are coming to me are more from like the shamanic knowing or our channels um, our coaches themselves so um, they're already so connected inwards and I'm like this space holder asking these clean questions um, so that they can rediscover at a deeper level and go on this journey. And the journeys are just magical. And then easily their reality begins to change and shift and they can take that action that they so want in the world. It's, it's an, an amazing process, an amazing way It sounds way like to a work. phenomenal process. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not so deep. Yes. Yeah, it really, really is. And it's easeful in many ways because we focus on what our clients, what what they want more of, what you want more of. And then the other stuff, the other stuff that we don't want. I was going to ask if I can swear. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Swear away. I'm so organic. Just leave it. Since we're live on air, the other shite or shit or whatever, it comes up. It comes up to be witnessed and acknowledged and healed and released. So it's a beautiful way, beautiful way to work. And I discovered this through neuro-linguistic programming and coming across this questioning technique called clean language. Um, so it's like the follow the bread club crumbs. <laughs> I keep getting stuck at clean language. What if it wasn't so clean? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I do say it's clean language, but you can swear to your heart's content. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, and it's, a, it's like they're like the ultra open questions of the coaching world where I keep my stuff out as the questioner. So yes. That the client can fully engage with, with their soul journey. Well, it's hard if you put if you weren't sitting in neutrality, it's pretty hard to get really clean information using the clean word because your stuff will mix in with theirs. So it's yeah. you know it's it's an important facet to be to know that when you're working with somebody like Emir or myself, whatever, then to know that they could stay neutral and not you know interject their ego judgments or criticisms. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Because the knowing, uh, the understanding is that we all have the resources and the power within us. And that's it. It's about reconnecting with those gifts to get back to your original question. You know, it's, it's reconnecting with your innate gifts. And, but to reconnect, you have to know that they're there. You have to yes. acknowledge them and own them. Yes, yes. Because, I mean, that's the first part, right? Acknowledgement is what they say in the 12-step program. You can't really help yourself unless you acknowledge what your situation is. Yeah, yeah. And believe it's possible. It's so possible. It really is. It's true that that healing, um, yeah, to, to, to own what, you're, what you are, what you want to get rid of. Yeah. And look, we've all been, as you know, in our, in our past lives, we've been the victim, but we've been victimized. We've been the perpetrator. We've been everything so that we can come to this point and help people. Yes. Yeah. So that's the big revelation. So how, does you, how do they relate to your journey into entrepreneurship, the six gifts? So, yeah, I guess... Um, People are drawn to me through my story and I guess my my energy as well. And to know that you can step out. Something else that guided me was poetry. And uh, there's a poet, Martha Postlewaite, who talks about the clearing, creating a clearing in the dense forest of your life. So a key aspect of stepping out of corporate was to step into a space of not knowing. And I think you know, people connect with that and admire that because I knew I had to create this space, walk and wander in the woods to allow what wanted to bubble up within me to to arrive. And that was scary. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, it is. I mean, you've given up the security of corporate life. So you've given up a lot of securities. I mean, you know, and it doesn't make a difference what your husband's doing. You're accustomed to carrying a role. Yeah. You know, you bring home a paycheck, you have benefits, you know, you, you've got a schedule that is, you know, you have to be somewhere at this time, it ends at this time, and yes, you may have to work overtime, but the basic constructs yes. are from here to there. Yes. So knowing that now you don't have to do this, and you're responsible 100% for your time and what you do with it, that is a scary aspect. Yes, yes. It really is. And there were lots of tears shed and lots of expletives expressed. <laughs> and at the same time, I'm like, wow, this world exists outside of corporate. I'd become so institutionalized and on brand 
in my corporate job and yes. still I'm releasing the layers still. It's still a process. Of well, releasing. and think about how many years you were in corporate. Yeah. And even though you're stepping into this path, you still have to, there, there are cords, you know, to this, you know, belief system or this person and slowly but surely they have to unravel and release yeah. while you're doing your work. So it's, it's, but it's wonderful. Now, why do you call on people, specifically women in the feminine, to rise up and return to their power? Oh, yes. <laughs> Do I hear Helen Reddy in the background? <laughs> yeah. Here they all come. Come on, everyone. <laughs> well, I feel this has been my journey because it's been a stepping out of the structures and systems that were no longer serving me and a returning to my power. And to do that, I feel I've got to rise up out of the density of everyday life, everyday stuff, and then drop in at a deeper level to my power. So the rise up and return to your power and to reconnect with her story, with the feminine. This is my journey. I do masculine energy very well. But this is this is a goddess story. You know what? We're going to say, hang on, Emir. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back on the other side, talking more about you know getting into your power, taking back your power, yeah. or stepping into your power, whichever way you want it to go. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you find that your journey to loving yourself is taking a f***ing long time? Here's your shortcut. Read Marla Goldberg's book, My F***ing Long Journey to Loving Myself, A Guide to a Shorter Path to Learn to Live a More Self-Loving Life. Order on Amazon or MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. Have you ever wanted to scream, but you couldn't because of all the people who might hear you? Now, we have your answer. The original Scream Pillow. It can be used at work, the bathroom, in the closet, or anywhere you want to scream and not have everyone know what you're screaming about. Order yours today at MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. Unravel the mysteries of metaphysics every week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Join host Barb Crowley as she and her insightful guest share what's been learned behind the veil, going just beyond our five senses. Now you can see things with an entirely different point of view. Tune in for Metaphysics, a view through the veil, broadcasting live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Use it to explore your advantage and deeper understanding. Do you have executive function challenges? Actually, these are a lot more common than you would think. These challenges include time management issues, organization, planning, focusing, memory, and problem solving. If this sounds like you, you'll want to check out Focus on Success. With Fazia Costi, you'll hear from professionals that offer advice based on their expertise and provide solutions to improve your life. Focus on Success can be heard Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern, on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. 
Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, everyone. Thank you for sticking around. If you're just tuning in, I am talking to Emir Stassen. Emir is a coach, writer, trainer, storyteller, poet, nature lover, and she is, and we're going to talk about this in this segment, she's a a witch, and we're going to talk about what it means to be a witch and what they're, you know, why there's nothing to be afraid of in this capacity. So welcome back, Emir. Thank you. Lovely to be here. I'm so happy that you're here. We're having such a great conversation. So we were talking about for women to step into their power, return to their power. What have you found most with the women, you know, that they've handed over their power to others or they lost their power due to have being criticized and judged growing up, repressed? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, yes, all of that. And that... um, Many have disconnected from their voice, their true voice, the voice of their soul, and have become so accustomed to talking themselves out of ideas, you know, the wisdom that that bubbles up inside of them. Talking ourselves out, I, you know, I notice when I do it myself with our conscious, linear ego mind. Um, and also, I'm thinking of a recent client where she realized during a session that she had taken on, she like it was like she was carrying doctor's bags all her life, that she had mm. taken on the heaviness of her lineage and of a doctor that had actually midwifed her into the world. Like yeah. It was really, really amazing. And once she realized that and could choose to drop those bags, then, well, her whole space, her whole energy began to open up once again. So, yeah, it's a whole variety of things that it feels like it's really connected to knowing our truth and speaking that, voicing that, singing that, writing that, you know, getting in touch with our creativity. Well, and that's also the feminine, creating. Yeah. Yeah. Because on the break, we were talking, for those who didn't hear, we were talking about the male and female relationship dynamic within each and every one of us, more so than stepping out of ourselves for that male and female dynamic and, and what it works with. Because Emir does work with men. It's not just a female clientele. Because men, too, need to understand what it's like to step into their feminine, to nurture, to create, to have their voice. on their intuitive side. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I'm a mom to two daughters and a son, and I want to make sure that they they know that balance within them too, of the yin and the yang, the masculine and feminine. Which is so important. Yeah, yeah. Because... Once you have more, more balance, like there's a time and a place for everything. It's yeah. an, a time, there's a time to create. There's a time to achieve. Yeah. 
there's a time to achieve creation. (laughs) (laughs) It's just learning how to balance it out. When you do, you just get the, you'll find your life so well balanced, more so than what it might be today. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And easeful as well. It's like inviting this ease and fun too into life. We can have fun and earn a living as well. You can. I believe if you have fun with what you're doing, if you love what you're doing and you have the passion, it's not a job. It is just another part of a lifestyle. Yes. Yeah. So Lovely. now I mentioned you're a witch and you um, had a witchy experience in 2020. I did. Let's I did. share that and then we can talk about what it means to be a witch, please. Yeah, yeah. So it was actually the 8th of August last year. We were in Edinburgh, which is uh, in Scotland, and Edinburgh was once known as the witch-burning capital of Europe. Interesting. So many witches were either burnt at the stake or drowned or killed in horrific ways. And we went on a tour, myself and my family, in the Edinburgh dungeons, and it's a fun tour, honestly. (laughs) Fun and atmospheric. (laughs) And uh, while we were on the tour, uh, I volunteered to go on trial, on mock trial. And as I looked up, as I stood in my spot and looked up at the wig-wearing judge above me, and he was asking me to testify on behalf of myself, but also on behalf of another sister. And honestly, within me was like this flame, this, I call it the flicker of a flame of remembrance that reignited within me. Mm. And it was like, no, I am not going to testify like this again. And no, I am not going to put myself in this position again. It was really like, I am reclaiming my power and I am inviting all of myself home. Wow. It was really, it was such a powerful and almost in a, such a low-key way, because I was just standing there role-playing this witch being put on trial. But I turned to my family and I was like, gosh, kids, this has really happened. You know, this has happened to probably all of us and to many people in our past lives. And they're just like, yeah, mom, come on, let's move on to the next room. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a powerful experience. And I was sharing before we started recording that it's really um, set me on a whole new path in my work, like a deeper path and um, a very interesting path as well. And so how did this awaken your uh, stepping into becoming a witch? So it really, um, when I had that experience, we did the tour and then I started Googling, I started looking up, you know, about these witches of Edinburgh, of Scotland, the UK and Ireland. And I could feel this anger rising up within me, like, why? I've lived in Scotland 20 years. How have I not connected with the witches before? How have I not known? In my last workplace, it actually looked out to the castle, to Edinburgh Castle, where hundreds, 300, it said, witches were burnt at the stake in the Edinburgh Castle Esplanade. And I was angry with myself. Why did I not know this before? Um, and yeah, I've kind of gone off gone off on one there <laughs> in, my, in my own mind. But yeah, so I, ret- I found out there was this monument 
this plaque called the Witch's Well that was in by in the castle Esplanade to honour the witches who had been killed, you know, in the 1500s to the 1700s. And of course, That's there were more in, in between that or out with that. And when I went and found that little humble plaque that's in honour of the witches, this poem, this whispering started rising up within me. And as I returned back to back home, walking down the street, these words, and this is often how words and poetry comes to me. It's when I'm moving. It's like um, these words, witches rise up, witches rise up. And it just kept kept coming. Witches rise up and return to your power. Witches rise up. Now is the hour. Witches rise up and step on to your throne. Witches rise up. It's time to come home. So <laughs> part of my reawakening into being a witch, a wise woman, a seer, a, a Shanaki storyteller has been reconnecting with my words with poetry with storytelling that's native to me as Irish you know born and bred and living in Ireland and now in Scotland so to my Celtic lineage it sounds like all of this but it sounds like a calling, like like the words are calling out to you to bring you in, like a siren would bring in the sailors. That's what it sounded like to me when you were saying it. Wow. Well, and you know, it's so interesting you say that. That's so true because part of what I realize now and only realized this recently was back in 2017 when I knew I had to step out of corporate. I realized it was most likely the witches that were calling me all along because I had a certain knowing when I was on this fifth floor in our office and the fifth floor has the most amazing view over to the extinct volcano that the castle is built on and I I imagine it was the witches playing with me calling me out all along and patiently waiting for me to connect the dots of the puzzle (laughs) And and you have you you know you walk down your path when it's your time to walk down your path because you're not going to be ready any sooner. But so let's talk about what does it mean to be a witch? Just yeah. to take the fear aspect out that there's nothing to be afraid. That and so what is being a witch? Yeah. And that's part of I feel that is part of my calling to bring this lightness to the word witch. And it is it's it's been in our balanced essence reconnecting with her story and his story it's the wise woman it's the word wizard it's the literary witch it's um the joker you know it's it's uh i I guess i'm partly describing myself aren't i (laughs) it's your native soulful self that you can fully express from your place of power and it's many a big description. <laughs> it is a big, dis- but but it's a big, but it's a big topic. Yeah. So there's white witches, there are black witches, or dark witches. Can we explain the difference between the two of them? Yeah. Well, to be honest, I I don't even know like what what the difference can be because because I feel like part of my calling, I knew like I know there's so much history and there's so many facts that I 
people can connect into and and look up online. And I find for me, my expression of which and my my knowing of which has to be expressed from within me, mm-hmm. if, if that makes sense. Right. So my version of which and my label of which will be different to someone else's. So I don't even know what the difference, if I'm honest, is between the white and the black witch. So the white witch, this is my understanding. And if there's anybody out there who who knows the difference better than what I'm going to share, feel free to to write in, call in, or even after the podcast's over, send me a message because I would love to know. But so my understanding of a black witch is that they do things for ego they do things in retribution or retaliation. They, you know, what they work in is is really, con- you know, conjuring up not for the highest and best good of all, but the highest and best good of a select few. And, you know, so that they might cast spells, but it's to make people do things against their will or because they're angry, like throwing daggers or sending um, negative energy. Like yeah. that would be like under the auspice of a of a dark witch or black witch, where white witch is about nurture, bringing mother nature into it. If you cast spells, the spells are for the highest and best good of everyone. It's done with a lightness and a love, and a love for all the the aspects here: fire, wind, water, you know, yeah. earth, all of them, and metal. And so that, or ethers, whichever way you believe, and that white witches are are really benign, and they're gentle, and they're supportive of yeah. those they're working with, and those in their. Um, okay, now I'm missing a word. You know, their group of other witches. Yeah, yeah, in the circle. Yeah, so I would definitely connect with the white witch more there. <laughs> That's what I thought. But, Thank you. <laughs> but, but if, if whether white witch or or or, or not, um, here's the thing: if you're if you think somebody's casting a spell on you, you can protect yourself if it's something that's not for your highest and best good. And I just want to let people out there know about that. You know, I mean, white witches are like if you think of Glinda, the good witch. We spoke about her earlier, opposed to the witch of the west. And they were sisters, but one was evil and was 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 really doing things out of her pain, her personal pain, yeah. where Glinda was all love, love, joy, joy, and let's do everything that's for peace and love. And it, it was all gentle and sparkly. Yeah, I love that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite movies as well. <laughs> Absolutely. And you got to love a white witch, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I think part of the word and the meaning for me is because it's, you know, in lockdown, I haven't been home to Ireland for a year and a half now. And I feel for me, it's actually like reconnecting with my native self. And that is, and you mentioned yeah. the elements and the elementals, and that's what it's brought me home to connecting and befriending once again, like the element of fire I come across some people who do not want to connect with fire mainly maybe because they may have been burnt or you know as as a witch in in a past life 
or maybe metaphorically burnt in this life. So um, it's about bringing back that balance, inviting in the elementals, inviting yes. in the goddesses. You know, I connect with the Irish goddesses and, and gods as well. And I call all of them the witches too. So I've kind of broadened out the, the, the word so it becomes like a lighter, it can feel lighter energetically and more healing. And not intimidating or not yeah. something yeah. that's from a fear-based place. Exactly, exactly. Which yeah. is so important because, yeah. you know, if, you, if you're going for healing, if you're afraid, you're not going to get the healing you are desiring. You're not going to get the effect you're desiring. And that's why it's so important when you go in, you go in as neutral as possible and you go in open yeah. to what's going to come. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how you feel about this, but I know that, you know, I talk to people all the time and I say, you know, if you're a skeptic, it's okay. I welcome you. Even if you're not, you know, you're just fearful. It's okay. I, I welcome that. But if you're closed, you know, arms crossed, legs crossed, you know, that scowl, like, I, you know, you're not getting through this, yeah. then there's no sense to even move forward because nothing is going to help. Nothing is going to help you in the shift because until you sit there and say, I need this, I want this, I'm open for this, you don't get the healing that you're looking for. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, we're going to stop at this moment. We're going to go take a quick break and we'll be right back to come out of all of that. <laughs> <laughs> Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Do you find that your journey to loving yourself is taking a fucking long time? Here's your shortcut. Read Marla Goldberg's book, My Fucking Long Journey to Loving Myself, A Guide to a Shorter Path to Learn to Live a More Self-Loving Life. Order on Amazon or MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. Have you ever wanted to scream, but you couldn't because of all the people who might hear you? Now, we have your answer. The original Scream Pillow. It can be used at work, the bathroom, in the closet, or anywhere you want to scream and not have everyone know what you're screaming about. Order yours today at MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. Do you feel that you want more from your life but keep finding yourself in the same spot? It is time to break free from self-defeating patterns and limiting beliefs. Find out more by tuning in to Let's Talk About It with nationally recognized psychotherapist, Dr. Jamie Lacey. Learn to create healthy lifestyle choices so that you can be the best you. Tune in every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now or never means so much more today. Following and continuing these life-changing years faces us with a variety of choices. 
Are you going to move forward or are you staying put? Is it time to heal? The answers can be found on Now or Never, The Choice is Yours with host Karen Wright. Karen shares her stories along with those of her amazing guests who have found healing and enlightenment while moving along their life paths. Tune in every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, everyone. Thank you for sticking around. If you're just tuning in, I'm with Emir Stassen. And Emir is phenomenal. She's a trainer, coach, writer, storyteller, poet, nature lover. She's very involved in Irish mythology. And to top it all off, one of the cherries on top of that Sunday is that she is a witch. And so, we're going to do our charity shout out, and then we're going to talk about a retreat that uh, Emir has coming up very soon that you might be interested in. So if this resonates with you, run, don't walk to your computer and sign up. But if you want to check Emir's website out, it's Emir, E-I-M-E-A-R, Stassen, S-T-A-S-S-I-N dot com or Stassen dot C-O dot U-K. And you can see what she does, how she works with her clients, past retreats she's put on, and future retreats. But let's start with its charity shout-out time. We cannot ignore our charity. And Ymir's charity is, I'm going to return, I was about to call it Sister Trees, Tree Sisters. (laughs) And so, Ymir, welcome back. Let's talk about Tree Sisters, who they are and what they do and how, what kind of help they need. Yeah, this is a charity I connected with a number of years ago, and part of their motto is about women seeding change, and all genders, and men and all genders are invited along too. And Claire Dubois is um, from Britain, who is the founder, and she actually was gifted the concept and idea of Tree Sisters in, she had a car crash, uh, um, she wasn't badly injured or anything, but she was given the download. Yeah, given the download of Tree Sisters in the when she had this car crash, and um, yeah, set up this this foundation, this charity to plant tropical trees around the world, and to also help and um, support women in particular to connect with their voice and plant trees. In order to, because tropical trees, mangroves, they sequester, if I can say the word sequester, up three times plus more carbon dioxide than standard trees. So this is their mission and they've um, planted billions of trees around the world. And for as little as like, it can be like, I think 12p um, in British money, um, like maybe 20 cents a sapling, a tree, you can donate and your tree will be planted 
for you. So, yeah, it's amazing work. And often a lot of the programs and courses that I run, I um, donate part of that to Tree Sisters. Um, yeah, they provide so much um, free stuff as well. Their website is gorgeous and nourishing. And uh, they do monthly um, moon, full moon meditations, oh, lovely. trainings. Just, yeah, they're a beautiful organization. So check out treesistersplural.org to learn about what they do, how you can help, how you can participate, and you might want to get in on one of one or two of those meditations. So check it out, please. All right. We've got a little bit of time left. You've got a retreat coming up very, very soon, let's say in, what, three days? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> on the 27th of June? Yes. So it's on Sunday. Yes. So let's talk. It's called Witches Rise Up. up. Yes. Witches Rise Up. So let's talk about what it is. You know, is this learning to be a witch? I just want to dispel any any, um, fallacies that might be around this event. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's um, so for people who either connect with the word witch or are feeling like this flicker of intrigue, this curiosity within you um, to it's about um, rising up, first of all, as a witch and stepping inside your story of your own becoming as you return home to yourself. So oh, the, the tagline that came through for me is to rewitch yourself. So, you know, like we could, we're rewilding nature. It's part of what tree sisters are doing as well, planting tropical trees. We can also rewitch ourselves. So how long is the, the retreat for? And- so it's three hours. It's three hours. And it's going to comprise of storytelling. So I'll be taking people on the journey, on my witchy journey, through storytelling, through poetry. And also there'll be larger group work and breakout group work. I'll bring in soul journaling and soul-based coaching questions for people to connect with their unique witch within. Nice. um, Yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll be exploring. I shared an email the other day of um, someone had written to me and had um, said, I have to confess, I hate the word witch. So could you could you use a different word? And I was like, no. <laughs> In the nicest way, no. And I really felt this no rise up within me. Because isn't that all part of the stigma that we yes. can't use this word because you know it's charged in many ways. Yes. And what would what triggered her? Yeah. With the word, and I have a feeling yeah. she would be probably one of the witches burned at the stake or drowned yeah. or, you know, her, her demise came in a way that was not comfortable or easy. Yeah, absolutely. So there's definitely the, the witch wound, um, to yeah. use that, that term there. And this is about healing that and focusing on how you want to step out with connecting with your true soul voice within those three hours. We'll also have singing. I have a guest coming along to sing the Witches Rise Up mantra that came to me. And um, we'll have another guest coming to share her witchy poem 
as well. So it's going to be like a, a group circle effort. And so far, I've got um, 20 people signed up. So it will be a nice, intimate Lovely. affair. And people get a replay as well if you can't make it live or you can't make the whole thing live. So, yeah, I want it to be as relaxed as possible. So oh, if you feel it within you and want to rise up with us witches, then join in. How how do they join in? So they join in through my website, either of my websites, um, emerstassen.com. And there's a link on the front page to sign up. And it's £95 in um, sterling for the three hours. And it's going to be... That's nice. So the, it's really reasonable for three hours. It's not like you're charging a ton of money. And yeah. I think that's in consideration to what's going on with people right now. Yeah. To make it yeah. accessible to them. Absolutely. I just want to make sure that the people that feel called can be here and join us and connect. And I know it will go to many depths from the people that are joining some I've worked with and know already and others are, are new to me so I know it will be a really nourishing experience so what important roles does nature serve in your life in your practices oh yeah I love that question so a key part of me stepping out of uh the old structures and into this new paradigm way of living and earning a living. Nature has become so important to me. It always has been important, but even more so now. And we live on the edge of Falkirk, which is a small town in Scotland, and there's woods. I'm pointing out here, there's woods out here, <laughs> trees nice. and woods and trails and Scots pines and ash trees and hollies and larches and, you know, all of that and gorgeous animals and um, just wandering and walking in the woods has been my therapy. It's nature therapy. And it's where I receive wisdom. It's where I release. It's where I can cry and shed tears to Mother Earth. Um, I've had encounters with animals that have, you know, become significant and actually I bring that into my training you know like encountering fox or vixen um, at the crossroads and seeing woodpecker with with her chicks and you know it's oh, just it's, it's been such a source of nourishment for for me and it's helped ground me because I was so well trained in the intellect and in learning and quick 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 you know in that deadline driven world Oh, and this just helps me ground and slow down, and reconnect with my true self. Have you had any fairy run-ins or gnomes? Well, no, not yet. But I feel like they're playing with me, like dropping um, one time a, a triple acorn. It was like three little acorns was dropped with a thud right in front of me. You know, I, I just feel like they're playing with me. I sometimes see like... Little Thank lights, you. little sparkles around. Yeah, yeah, out of the corner of my eyes. 
Yeah. yeah well, it's that. very well. Sounds like there is um, somebody playing with you, some <laughs> being playing with you, I should say. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. Amir, <laughs> so, thank you so much for being a part of the show today. Your information is great. Please check out Amir, Amir Stassen, S-T-A-S-S-I-N.com or stassen.co.uk to learn more about what she does, how she works with her, with her clients, her retreats. Um, and don't forget, witches rise up this Sunday. And what time is the? What time is the? It's three p.m. UK time. So, so what's that? 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3, 10 a.m. 10 Eastern. Eastern. Yeah, Eastern time. So, Hopefully. don't miss this if it, if you're yeah yeah you're called I mean, to rise up with with Emer and her group of twenty. You know, yeah, and her singer and everybody else. This is the opportunity. And it's a little bit different from the mainstream. So maybe what you're meant to do is to step into something that isn't as mainstream as some other things. So, yeah. and there again, thank you. And I want to thank you out there for Voice America for getting the show up and on. And all of you who are so supportive of getting amazing content out to the world. I want to thank Bridget, my right arm and left arm. Thank you so much. So grateful for you. And most importantly, I want to thank you, the audience, for participating in this podcast because you're important to me and this was designed for your well-being. But before I sign off, I want to ask a question. And I would love it if you would respond to the question. You can IM me on Facebook. You can email me at Marla at MGHealer.com. Now, that's my personal email, my personal professional email. Um, or you can put the answer on YouTube. But the question I really have is about forgiving yourself. You know, we go through life and we keep beating ourselves up worse than anybody could ever beat us up over something that in the scheme of life is nothing. Excuse the phrase. It's like a fart in the wind. You, you know, it just like disperses quickly. So the question I have for you is what do you have trouble forgiving yourself for? Um, think about it. You don't have to answer me. I would love it if you would respond. But think about what you have trouble forgiving yourself for. We all have have things and once you realize that and take ownership, and it's something Amir and I spoke about earlier, it's like once you acknowledge something, it's now in front of you to release it. So if you have trouble forgiving yourself for foot and mouth disease, which I've been noted to do once in a while, say the wrong thing at the wrong time, well, let it go. I brought it to my to attention and now it's going to go away. So think about what you have trouble forgiving yourself for. And I'm going to leave you by saying to you, I am sending you love, blessings, and gratitude. I love you. So if you haven't heard it today, you're hearing it now. You are loved. You are acknowledged. And I am grateful for that you're in my life in whatever capacity you're in it. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And until the next time, Stay well, enjoy your life, have fun, and let's not take any of everything so seriously. We can allow things to sort of float away. Till next week, stay tuned and um, have a beautiful week. Take care. The recording. 